Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, after finding themselves on the wrong side of lopsided losses in Vancouver and Calgary over the weekend, we discuss how the Ottawa Senators can come home happy by at least putting forward a good effort in Edmonton tomorrow. And you could be at that home game on the 16th because we're giving away two 100-level tickets thanks to our friends over at Shawarma Palace. Wow, what a giveaway. So stay tuned for that, plus a weekend roundup. Lots of sense prospects in action. We'll let you know how they did. Today's episode is brought to you by Farm to Fork Delivery. Visit farm2forkdelivery.ca and taste the Farm to Fork difference. You will never go back to grocery store meats. Use promo code SENS40 for $40 off farm2forkdelivery.ca. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Schützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome to episode 754 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains, today is March 13th, Monday. And Pilsy, Twitter is upset about how much is wrong with the Ottawa Senators. But if you could pinpoint one thing, one reason that's seen the Sens get blown out in three of four games on this road trip... What would you sum it up as? Well, Ross, this is served to me on a silver platter because for me, the answer is very simple, and that's the power play. This team was built on having a successful power play, on having two really good power play units. It didn't matter which one was out there. You always felt like you had a chance to, at the very least, gain some momentum, if not score a goal. That has not been the case the last couple of games, Ross. Even a five-game sample size, the Ottawa Senators, your Ottawa Senators, are zero for 17 on the power play. And if that wasn't bad enough, Ross, not only are they not scoring or gaining any momentum with the man advantage, they are getting scored on, allowing a handful of shorthanded goals in those games. And those shorthanded goals, Ross, essentially killed any chance that the Ottawa Senators had at uh, staying competitive in these games and winning them. So my number one thing that's wrong with the Ottawa Senators is the power play has gone cold. The power play has gone beyond cold, Pelzi. They're at the point where they're giving up shorthanded goals to defensemen. Rasmus Anderskin had a shorthanded yeah. goal against Ottawa last night. If that's not rock bottom, I would like to know what is because it certainly feels that way. They tried to make a couple moves. Chikrin up top like we pro- protested for. And then they took Debrinket off and put Thomas Shabbat as a shooting threat on the half wall. Huh? Yeah, I I would love to be there to hear the reasoning behind that. That's a very strange move for me. Maybe maybe it's a pride and ego thing, Ross. They don't want to take Thomas Shabbat off the top unit, so they're just saying, hey, we're not taking you off the top unit, but we're going to try something a little different with Chikrin at the top of the umbrella, and you're going to be on one of the flanks. But I don't think anyone in Ottawa Senators' uh, universe thinks that Thomas Shabbat is a guy that needs to be 
lining up clappers and shooting a little bit more on the power play because he's not one of those guys that you revel at his shot and his shot is a big reason why the Sens power play works or doesn't work. That certainly is not the case. So, you know, you get points for changing something, Ross, but uh, not very many points as the change you made didn't really make sense and it quickly blew up in the Sens' faces. That's when that shorthanded goal occurred. I will point out that Thomas Shabbat has more power play goals than even strength goals this year, five versus four. But before this year, he had one power play goal in each of the two previous seasons. He's certainly typically the distributor, not the shooter on a power play. DJ Smith, after the game, basically saying they're, it's their problem. They're going to figure it out. They're one shot away. Here's the exact quote after the game. Those are the guys who have carried us all year. The power play has won us so many games. This is the motor of the team. It's the pulse. And right now it's easy to point fingers. They're trying. We need one to go in. When it goes in, they'll get hot. And before this is over, they're going to win us games again. Well, they're running out of time. Yep. One. And two, at what point do you have to do something? Because they're going on six games now where it's just been unacceptable. And they're going on 16 games since they've broken even having more power play goals than allowing shorthanded goals. I think at some point you're, you're going on a quarter of the season, dude. Like, yeah, they have won you games in January when ironically, when Tim Stutzla was out injured and Giroux was on the top unit, they were at their best, which I'm not saying take Timmy off the power play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably the, their biggest threat in terms of opening up open ice and, and creating uh, out of nothing from the half wall. But dude, at some point, man, we got to see something change. Otherwise, we're just banging our heads and insanity, the whole doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. The results had been there, but there's this little thing called video. And if you don't think teams saw how the Sens power play was being successful and then altered, adjusted to change it, then you're kidding yourself. And I think that when we look back, whenever it is, and I'm not advocating for anyone to lose their job right now, you got 18 games left. I know they fired Guy Boucher with 17 games as first reported by Send Central on Twitter. Yeah. But but it's been a problem since, what, two years ago when Dorian declared the rebuild was over. We kind of knew it wasn't. But every time DJ Smith makes a change, it's like, oh, yeah, why didn't you do that three weeks ago when we noticed it and everyone's clamoring for the change? It just feels like it's always too little, too late, reactionary, and not never like, okay, I'm going to make this progressive move to try and change something before it's broken. The power play is so beyond broken right now. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, I'm not really sure either, Ross. But the thing is, you have so many good options here. Like, there should be so many different experimental things that you can do. And people can look at that and be like, okay, yeah, this might work. Whereas the move to moving Thomas Shabbat as a shooter is not one of those where people are like, oh, yeah, this might work. It's, it's It's just that simple. So... For the Ottawa Senators to have success, I like what DJ said is true. Like these have been the guys that have got it done and have won games single-handedly by being effective on the power play, but that simply isn't true as of late. So to keep leaning on that and keep being like it it worked, it used to work, it used to work, it's gonna work again. We just need one goal. You've been you're 0 for 17. Like you've done that. You've been like, okay. We're going to keep it together and it's going to burst the dam here soon. Oh, okay. It's going to happen next game. It's been five games of that. Like you mentioned, like 
at, at what point do you draw the line and say, okay, we need to make a change here? And I think going up against the Edmonton Oilers, that's a team that for the last couple of years, Ross, has been one of the best power plays in the league. Maybe they can learn a thing or two by what that uh, team does because they need to try something. I mean, the asterisk is go get yourself a player like Connor McDavid, who has 127 points this year. That's one way. And then Leon Dreisaitl as Helps. well. Yeah. That Edmonton Oilers power play clicking at 31.6%. That's 6% better than any other team in the league. Wow. And then two and three, Toronto and Tampa are separated by 0.2. And then it's six full percentage to get up to Edmonton. Absolutely ridiculous. But what they have in power play, they lack in penalty killing under 75%. on the penalty kill. So we'll get into a full game day preview tomorrow. Lots to get to. Appreciate you making us your first listen. Company tagline before I get 35 comments saying, hey, the pod came out at 7 p.m. You think I haven't listened to anything today? We always appreciate our listeners and and viewers on YouTube. You can catch the podcast everywhere on your audio podcast platforms and on YouTube. Stay tuned. We do have a giveaway at the end of the show for Shawarma Palace. Two tickets, 100 level, sends Avalanche on Thursday. Go see... Nathan McKinnon's speed in full flight in the 100s. Like, that's worth the price of admission. The price being free because you're a listener of Locked On Senators and you support our friends at Shawarma Palace. But we'd be remiss not to mention that Thomas Shabbat did not finish the game against the Calgary Flames, left with an injury, hobbled to the the, uh, bench, went to the dressing room. No update after the game. Full day off for the Sens today. They skate tomorrow. So we're not going to get an update until after the morning skate. I mean, that might be a way that they have to make a change on the power play, but certainly this is what nobody wanted. Obviously, nobody cheers for injuries. I think that goes without saying. And the Senators, as much heat as Thomas Shabbat is taking, they're a worse hockey team without him. There's no question about that. But the question is, is he going to be all right to play? Matthew Joseph left the game in the first period. So how do you think this all shakes out if they're unable to play tomorrow? It's tough to tell, Ross, because uh, just to kind of update it, uh, Thomas Shabbat, he left after blocking a shot. It looked like it hit him in the ankle or the foot. That's never good. And then Matthew Joseph, uh, from what I remember, Toffoli kind of gave him a hard cross check that sent him into the boards, and that's what took him out there. So kind of kind of hard to speculate what those injuries are and how serious they're going to be. But I'll be honest, Ross, first off, uh, disclaimer, Brandon Pillar, not a doctor, but I'd be pleasantly surprised if either or both of those guys are able to play in tomorrow's game. I kind of get the sense that that one's going to take them out for a couple days here. Hopefully just a day-to-day thing, though. But like your question is, if Thomas Shabbat's not in this lineup, then everyone that's been clamoring to see more of Jacob Chikrin, who led uh, all defensemen in ice time, Ross, in last night's game, they're going to get to see more of him if Thomas Shabbat is out. He's going to have to, in my opinion, you got to bump him up to that top pair with Artem Zub, and uh, you see what those two can do together. So that's going to be interesting to see how they manage that. And then as far as Matthew Joseph goes, I think uh, you're going to see Patrick Brown inserted back into the lineup, and you're going to see probably a third line that consists of some mix of Gautier, Gambrell, and Patrick Brown. So that's that's what I would anticipate happens there. Yeah, well, we'll see sooner rather than later. That's tough, man. You're going into a Lions Den, a team that you have not had much success against, uh, an arena that you haven't had much success against going back to the COVID season when Ottawa went winless in nine games against Edmonton. They did pull out a miraculous comeback, down two goals in the third period, 
last January in Edmonton in a game that Paul Bissonnette called the lock of the century. We got him on the show afterwards to defend himself. If you missed that from last year, it's worth a laugh to go back and check that one out on YouTube. That was the game where Josh Norris scored wearing Dylan Gambrell's helmet and then went over the bench. Hilarious. It was like three sizes too small. Very funny stuff from last time the Sens were in Edmonton. And it's also a building that Tim Stutzla did well in before his NHL career, winning best forward at the World Juniors right after the Sens drafted him. The birth of Timmy Superstar. Hey, did you see they use the the words Timmy Superstar? They always have those like punny headlines on the TSN graphics. So shout out the producer who has to be a citizen listening to that one. Clutch. Yeah, you'll love to see that. Um, I like this one just that while we're on that note, they had one on Roman Yossi last night about his, his amazing stats or whatever. It was called Roman empire. I like that one. That was good too. So nice. they, they get clever. They get clever there coming up on Twitter at send central. We asked, how would you fix the Ottawa senators right now? I'm going to ask Pilsy that same question. We'll read some of your responses next. You're listening to locked on senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Greens. Guys, I have been disciplined in keeping Athletic Greens a part of my routine. And that's because the reason I've been so successful is it's so simple. It's just one scoop of AG1 in your cup of water every morning. And you're going to be absorbing over 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and more. So you can start your day off right This special blend of ingredients does so much for you. It supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging. All these things can be helped with AG1, just one scoop in your cup of water. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. contains less than a gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still managing to taste great. Cheaper than your coffee habit every day, so switch up to something that's healthy for you. And you might hear me saying I love it, but don't just take my word for it, as they have over 7,000 five-star reviews. That's what you love to hear. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in your cup of water every day, guys. I can't tell you how simple it is. To make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance from Athletic Greens. Today's episode is also brought to you by Farm to Fork. Go visit them at farm2forkdelivery.ca. That's two with the number two, farm2forkdelivery.ca. And don't just take our words for it. Take everyone's words. They have over a hundred five-star reviews. They're all absolutely perfect. Delicious, you could say, just like their meats. 5.0 average review score on Google. That's out of five, for the record. Farm-to-fork meats are all natural, antibiotic and hormone-free, and ethically raised. So how are they so fresh? The meats are flash-frozen after being hand-cut right at the butcher's table. So that means that it's much fresher than grocery stores. You don't even want to know how long your meat's been sitting at the grocery store. These products are individually vacuum packed, so you only take out whatever you need. You're also getting the convenience of free delivery. It's convenient. You save on gas, save time. In the winter, who wants to go out in a storm? Just stay in your sweats. 
you receive notifications on your phone right when your order is coming close. We've already talked about my favorite, the ribeye. Absolutely love it. Pillsy loves a good top sirloin. Our boy Meth, he's a big filet mignon guy. Impress the wife. Get a few filets. You can get all specialty high-end steaks, even like Wagyu, tomahawks, a a serious crowd pleaser as well. They got poultry products as well that are raised cage-free, air-chilled, and sustainable seafood options like wild-caught sockeyed salmon from BC. Now, the beauty of being able to load up a farm-to-fork is that you're able to just go out to the grocery store to get your your sides, right? And then the main star of the show is right there for you. So go and get $40 off because you listen to Locked On Senators. That's what? like the equivalent of multiple stakes on us. We want to give it to you. Just use the promo code SENDS40. Why wouldn't you do this? It'd be crazy not to. SENDS40 at farmtoforkdelivery.ca and taste the farm-to-fork difference. I'm telling you, you will never go back to grocery store meats. Try them right now, farmtoforkdelivery.ca. $40 off, SENDS40 promo code. Never, never go back to grocery store meats. All right, Pillsy. God, I'm starving now. Every time we have Farm to Fork as a sponsor, I just get absolutely starving. Local company, Ottawa company. Shout out Derek. We got to meet him when we went back to Ottawa. Great product, great people. Support local. And eat well. Why do we have to convince you to eat well? Come on. Let's go. (laughs) Promo code SENS40. Our boys. We had a lot of responses to the question on Twitter. How do you fix the Ottawa Senators right now? 89 replies, Pillsy. The people are fired up after the Sens have dropped three of four, allowing way too many goals on this road trip. Yep. 19 in four games, if if you want to go down that rabbit hole. 15 of them coming in three separate losses. Not bringing up the Monday game in Chicago. I'm not bringing it up. Don't do it. I'm not. We're done. Okay. We're done right. talking about it. What do you want to talk about then? The Vancouver game or the Calgary game? How about that Seattle game? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when they let in four unanswered goals in the second. <laughs> sick. <laughs> so sick. How about when they scored three right off the hop, though? Come oh, on. sick, dude. Hey, Good at times. Least the third period mattered in that game. There's only one thing worse than staying up till midnight for a Sens game, and that's staying up till midnight to watch a third period that has absolutely no chance of mattering. When it starts. Yeah, not a fun ending to that Calgary Flames game. How about the Sens playing slump buster too? Trevor Lewis scored his first goal in 22 games. And Noah Hannafin scored his first goal in 17 games. Yep. (laughs) If you're looking to get that monkey off your back, just circle the Sens. Or, hey, haven't had a career NHL goal? Find Find your Ottawa Senators. Looking for your first career NHL shutout? Well, you got to start up against the Sens. My God. Philip Broberg, 38 games this year, no goals. So you want to put him in on FanDuel tomorrow? That's, I mean, that's probably a levy lock. No, I think I've got a levy lock, dude. I think I have a levy lock. I have the leviest of levy locks of all time. Guess who's on a three-game point streak, but only has one goal on the season, and it was 65 games ago. Uh, Yamamoto. Cody Cece. <laughs> oh, boy. Are we going to see a Cody Cece goal tomorrow night? 
if Cody Cece scores, Eric Brandstrom better score as well. Like if that's what we're getting into, then uh, that's our only hope. Oh man, there's there's a lot of hope at least in these comments that a coaching change will be the difference. How much are you putting on the coach? And let's just let's forget big picture because we can get bogged down in all the different times throughout the years, this and that. Of this four-game stretch with three bad losses in meaningful games, how much blame do you put on the coach versus the players? I mean, it wasn't DJ Smith that missed that wide-open net at the start of the third period against Vancouver. That was Alex Dabrinkit. Yep. It wasn't DJ Smith who's gotten four breakaways like Julian Gauthier and missed on all four. There has to be a balance. What's your percentage of blame in the pie chart? Honestly, Ross, I'm going to go 60-40 with the players being 60. Because, like, if you, if you look at this roster, this is a stacked roster. And I'm not expecting them to win every single game. But you can't be losing like this. When you have – and when we talk about a power play going dry, it's not like they haven't had opportunities. You, you've had multiple opportunities in these games. Some even in key times and – They've taken penalties to negate their own penalties like they did at the end of the Vancouver game. So there's just there's so many different reasons why these players haven't been able to execute. But at the same time, you, as a coaching staff, you need to try something new as well. So I, I I almost put a little bit more blame on the assistant coaches here, Ross. I think DJ Smith is a good motivator. He knows how to get his guys going. And although it seems like this team has been flat lately, so it's hard to kind of support that. It's the assistant coaches that, in my mind, uh, have to be able to look at the X's and O's and figure out different ways through video, through uh, using analytics, that they can try to have success other than the ways they've leaned on before. So I think the players need to give a better effort here. The effort certainly hasn't looked like what we're used to seeing from a team that plays with pace, physicality. We haven't seen much of that recently. So the players I need a boost from, and I need a boost... uh, We've... Getting on DJ Smith is tired. I think we've all kind of gone through that. So you know what? I'm going to put a little bit of heat on the assistants here to try to switch things up uh, strategically. Okay. Well, when it comes to the players, there's a line in particular, and that's the second line right now. Pinto, Debrinket, and Bathurst. Oh call them snake bit. Call them whatever you want. Defensively, they're an absolute mess. They've been on the ice for so many goals against. I've lost count. But Tyler really put the gauntlet down here as we're pulling it up on Twitter. Like this was, this made my jaw drop when I saw it. Even strength goals since December 31st. So in the year of our Lord, 2023. Alex Dabrinkit, Drake Batherson, and Derek Brassard, who scored half of these four goals in one game, are all tied with four even strength goals in a 30 game sample Austin Watson has three this is my goodness I mean Travis Hamannick has two and they both came in one game as well like you need more come on even this season like and we can uh, we can do a whole episode on Debrinket. I kind of left that out of this because look it's bad luck I think there's a bit of a Dominic Ducharme Cole Caulfield type factor there where he's not built for dump and chase he's five seven Like, he's built for possession hockey, get open, pull trigger. But he's also shooting 6%. I was going to say, how many of those shot opportunities is he getting just clearly missing the net? Yeah, oh, I'm not not making excuses for him, but I'm also not on the trade to bring it 
bandwagon. Everyone uses that $9 million watermark, and I get it. That's his qualifying offer. He is under no restriction to sign for less on a long-term deal. And I'm not a math guy, but one year at $9 million is less than five years, $45 million. That's correct. Ross, congrats. That is correct. Thank you. I needed that one as well. Um, I want to say it's actually the same. So I, I can't call myself out. I mean, if we're using total, the total money, $9 million is less than forty-five. Okay, I appreciate I that. that. Yeah. So I would like to see him under a new coach. I think that's, that's fair. Yep. I'm curious at the very least. But what he needs to do with DJ Smith, you can't change. You only control your controllables. Like, I don't know how this guy can get going. But if I'm DJ Smith, I probably make, a, a, a bit of a change because it's just not working with Pinto and Debrinket. And they decided to to bench to, uh, Pinto for a little bit and move noted point producer Mark Kastlik in between Debrinket and and uh, and Batherson. Batherson, thank you. But then I thought about it and it's like, wait, in the bottom six, there's no other options. Like, unless you're going to go back and get Ridley Gregg or mm-hmm. new centerman Roby Yarventu who's been playing center down in Belleville, like you don't have skill down the middle. This this Josh Norris injury just looms large here, but like, what do you do with that line? Because it's just it's not working over and over again. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think oh, how how did this team fare when they did their most recent mix up, which saw Matthew Jose- Joseph was on the top with uh, Stutzla and Brady. Then it was was it Debrinket, Brassard, Giroux. And then it was whoever was on the left wing at that point, and then Pinto and Batherson. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Maybe you start looking at that because I think Batherson as on the third line and Pinto on a third line is much better. Just Batherson's so bad defensively and five on five, he just can't get anything done. So I think, like we talk about how bad these guys are getting shelled uh, five on five, Ross. Well. Maybe it's because they can't handle playing that type of uh, that amount of ice and up against that stiff competition five on five. You got to get them on the third line and try to mix things up a little bit, I guess. Like, I'm not saying this is a good answer, Ross, but I I'll, there's one thing I do know. It's that the second line can no longer be uh, Debrinket, Pinto, and Batherson. That's one thing I will sign on right away is that can't happen because – it's simply not working. Like if they could outscore their defensive liabilities, yeah, sure, you'll trade chances with uh, guys like Batherson who can score uh, at will when he's at his best to bring it a two-time forty-goal score. You you can hope that you can outscore your problems, but right now they're not even close to doing that. They are certainly are not. Now Tim Stutzel is still on a three-game point streak. He's got five points in his last three yeah, games. Yeah, Timmy so, keeps rolling. Yeah, somehow, some way. But Brady Kachuk's gone four games without a point. First time since like a year ago right now. It was uh, mid-March that he went four games without a point. Hasn't gone it since. He's in a bit of a slump. How do you think of this? And, and Brian wrote this in, B underscore Grammy. How about moving Kachuk with Pinto and Batherson? And then Debrink at Stutzla Giroux, the line we were kind of promised all offseason long. That way, Pinto and Batherson need a worker on their line. A guy who can actually yeah. get in on the four check because neither of them seem like they want to do it and be the first guy to go in and bang bodies consistently. And we know that's what Brady loves to do. So I would like to see that as a mix. And it's something. It's something different. And then you're giving 
Dabrinkit the best opportunity to get out of this slump that he's in because you're putting him with the best player offensively on the team and Tim Stutzla and Giroux keeps ticking as well and uh, I'd like to see him get to 1,000 obviously this year 11 away so I think that would be a move I would change but let us know in the comments what you would change with this core and what you would do to get them going because this game in Edmonton tomorrow is going to be no walkthrough and then it's a murderer's row we got into that on the postcast so check that out wherever you get your podcast last night we had Jack Richardson on with us as well but we got a giveaway to do so coming up on the other side shawarma palace providing two 100 level tickets we have over 280 people entered on twitter at send central could it be you going with a friend family member or invite a stranger do whatever you want with the tickets but we were going to be giving those away next you're listening to locked on senators Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's my favorite protein bar. They've been a sponsor with us since day one, some OGs. And anytime you have a partnership that works that well, it's for a good reason. These are the best tasting protein bars out there. Honestly, I challenge you to find a better tasting one because what they do is they make their bars taste good then find out how to make them healthy. That's the Built Bar way. And the perfect example of that is the Built Puffs. Chocolate-covered marshmallows, but those marshmallows are protein-infused marshmallows. And Ross, I got my eye on one of their new flavors. I'm going to start getting back to Pillsy's pick of the day. Remember I used to uh, highlight one flavor I love? So let's do that here. Mint brownie puff. Oh, man. I'm a brownie guy. I'm a mint chocolate guy. I'm a Built Bar guy. And... What I love about the mint brownie puff, you're getting 17 grams of proteins packed, only 140 calories and only six grams of sugar. That is the Built Bar way. And you can go to Built.com. You can get your hands on some mint brownie Built Bar puffs easily with our promo code to help you out too. It's locked on 15 promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order. One more time, guys go to built.com use promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order. It's built bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Today's episode is also brought to you by shawarma palace. Go get one today. It's Ottawa's best food period. The Shawarma Palace platter is legitimately more economical than going to the grocery store. You get your chicken, your rice, your salad, your hummus, your fresh pita made in-house at Shawarma Palace, and you're damn right you get your extra garlic sauce too. So you can either sit there at home and make your own mini wraps, or you can just eat it like you would any other meal. It's really the plate that keeps on giving. I dare you to eat it in one sitting if you may you also can go get a wrap you can get anything you need at shawarma palace at any of their nine ottawa locations including the sailor raw shopping center now open go check out the spot at the sailor raw shopping center if you're in that end of town you can head back a little bit further orleans they've got a score they've got a bunch downtown Rideau street bank street you're never too far from a shawarma palace they're also available on uber eats so head to shawarma palace and let them know that locked on senators sent you we love our friends at shawarma palace they're with us all year and beyond we got a great relationship with our friends at shawarma palace so support the pod support shawarma palace they're huge sense fans and they're giving away two tickets to the game on march 16th it's shawarma palace eat like a royal sends game days taste better at shawarma palace
All right, Pilsy. The Sens are struggling, and we are not going to be doing a standings update today. Is that fair, Pils? No standings update today? Nah, no standings today, Ross. But I will say something disgusting. We're cheering for the Leafs tonight, buddy. (laughs) Oh, God, that hurts. We're cheering for the Leafs at home. Against the Buffalo Sabres, Craig Anderson starting in goal for Buffalo. That sucks, dude. Yeah, that's that's tough for sure. I I will be quietly cheering. I, I can't get the pom-poms out too, too crazy for that one. That's fair enough. On Saturday, your first day as a 30-year-old, Pilsy. <laughs> yes. The Leafs will be playing in Ottawa, so get your popcorn ready for that one. Thursday, though, the Sens come home where they will play the defending Stanley Cup champions. Do you want to go to the game? Ooh. Of course you do. And we are going to send two lucky listeners to this game. Like, could could Shawarma Palace have picked a better game to choose? I mean, you're going 100 level. Is Kale McCarr back in the lineup, by the way? I think, I he, think is. he is. I think he is now. Yep. Like, you're going to get to see some world-class talent. How how much, and I know you're a big fan of his, like how much does Miko Rantanen get overlooked on that team too? So much. I mean, when you're looking at uh, Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon, he kind of gets uh, left behind Ross. He's quietly into the 40s in goals this season, and he's had to pick up the slack while those two guys were injured a bunch earlier on in the season, and he's been incredible. So, yeah, Miko Rantanen is an absolute stud. Absolute stud. So thanks to everyone who entered on Twitter at Send Central. Stay tuned. We're giving away tickets April 8th, I want to say, maybe the 6th, but when Tampa Bay comes to Ottawa near the end of the year. Hopefully That's it's April 8th, Ross. April 8th, thank you. Hopefully it's a very meaningful game. I would absolutely be just delighted for that. You know, I feel like Sense fans, we deserve a meaningful game on April 8th. That's like what? The third last game of the year, second last home game? Third. Third last second last home game. game. Yeah, third last game of the year, second last home game, yes. I'm going to tease the draw for one more minute because I do want to mention a couple Sens prospects doing big things. Buddy, we, we thought Nodak was all but dead and gone against Omaha. And then Tyler Clevin went, choo-choo, I'm a sniper now. Back-to-back games with a goal, scores the game winner on Saturday and the insurance goal on Sunday. Dude, he's got 20 goals in his college career now, played 94 games. That's sick. And it was a bomb of a clapper on Saturday, but on Sunday, as Alex Heinert, the play-by-play voice, elite play-by-play. So good. Tyler Clevin, downhill, scores. Dude, he was rocking into the zone, just ripped a wrist or far side on the tendy. So it's not Tyler Clevin whose season's done. It's Johnny Tyconics, 10 second-round pick from 2018. Do you think there's a chance? Could you imagine? That would be the surprise of the decade. Honestly. Johnny Tyconic signs with the Sens. They hold his rights until August 15th. Well, Ross, Johnny Tyconic just recently um, – oh, no, this is in February. But he did win a defenseman of the week a little while ago in February 20th. So he's been a little hot lately. And Good year overall. Good year overall. Yeah, you got to hand it to the kid. He's battled adversity, and yes, this will be his final collegiate year, so he's done. I don't see why the Sens don't throw a flyer on him. Why not check out what he's got, especially a Belleville Senators uh, decor that uh, could use a little help as we're not sure if maybe someone's going to have to get called up to Ottawa with Tom Shabbat injury. Hopefully nothing uh, too long-term, but if I'm the Sens, I I I give him a shot. Okay. 
So sign Johnny Tyconic. Should that be the name of the episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're trying to fix problems. Get uh, Johnny Gin and Tyconic on here. So overseas, Levy Marilinen did not start the playoff opener for Carpat. There are some rumors that maybe he got a re-injury in the final regular season game at Sens Prospect, saying he was pulled in that game. Curious, but we'll see because he he wanted to get a little speculation going and he stirred up the pot because. Could he be an emergency recall? We never really got an update on Mad Sogard, so I'm assuming he's good. He backed up in the last game, but obviously looked dis- uh, in discomfort in the game against Vancouver, but uh, not to be the case yet. He is already a signed prospect, though, so if his season's over, he can come back at any time. Oscar Pedersen, you see he got a couple games left in uh, in the junior ranks that he had graduated from. He even played SHL, then went down to the Allsvenskan, helped out a team there avoid relegation, and then he went back to junior. Pillsy, rip off what he... Uh, give me a Pistol Pete summary real quick right off the stick of how his season finished. Yeah, I mean, Sense Prospect does a great job of keeping us in the loop here. And yeah, he gets a hat trick in a 5-2 win, and then he gets a goal in a 3-1 win. And oh yeah... Both of those games, he had the game-winning goal. I mean, this kid just continues to light the lamp. Pistol Pete, those uh, those guns are firing off. No matter what league or team he's on, he's able to score a goal. So I'm excited for to watch closely with uh, Pistol Pete, Ross. And another sense prospect who made his name known throughout the country at the World Juniors, Zach Ostapchuk. Oh boy, he's found a home here in Winnipeg. Had a goal and two assists. In a win yesterday was the first star of the game. He's on an absolute heater right now and can't wait to see that. The number one ranked team in Canada in the juniors. So a Memorial Cup run hopefully on deck for Zach Estapchuk. Carson Latimer, our boy, doing his thing, playing more of a defensive role with the team. All right, we're ready for the giveaway of two tickets in section 119. Nice seats. Row H. Row H. That's real nice. Okay. Uh, I'm going to grab our screen share. Shout out to Shawarma Palace. Yeah. Shout out to Shawarma Palace for these tickets. And if here's the deal. If you win these tickets between now and the game on Thursday, you have to go get Shawarma Palace at least once. What a punishment, Ross. If you win these free tickets in the 100 level, you have to go enjoy the best shawarma that Ottawa has to offer. So, yeah, we really make things tough for our listeners here on this show. We certainly do. And I should probably switch this to Shawarma Palace's proper ad as we always make sure everybody's there. Shawarma underscore palace. Okay, so here we're all set. We're picking one winner. And we always do this right on right on the thing, right? So we've got... 273 entries. We always make this as, um, how do you say it? Transparent as possible. Yes. We're not here for that. The draw, begin draw. Where is it? Everyone pending. Here we go. 273. Only one winner. Let me know when you're ready to hit the draw button. All right, Ross. I'm ready. Let's get a little music going in the background. And the draw is going. Matthew Hall at M Hall 34. I always love, and this is not the first time, it's luck of the draw, sure, but I love when the person who wins is someone who I've seen and know the handle as people who have been interacting with Sense yep. Central for years. Matthew Hall's been riding with us at Sense Central, and now Matthew, we are riding with you. We are sending you to the CTC you and one friend to see the Senators take on 
the Colorado Avalanche. Congrats, Matthew. That's awesome. We hope you get to see a better result than the Sens played in Colorado when they lost 7 nothing. Yeah, shout out Matthew Hall. That's absolutely huge. Hopefully he's listening to this right now and he's jumping up and down because you're going to see the Sens game. And yeah, Ross, 100-level seats. My God, that's Not awesome. Not only 100-level seats. These are 11 rows up Ooh. from the glass. So you, you get to see Tim Stutzel up close, Brady Kachuk, Claude Giroux, Miko Rantanen, Kale McCarr, and Nathan McKinnon. And you better, you better get the chance going Georgiev, <laughs> if the Senators light them up. So congrats, Matthew, and we appreciate everybody for following along on Twitter at Send Central. More giveaways to come, but Pilsy, we got a big game to get ready for tomorrow. That game day preview is going to be available a little earlier than today. We appreciate everyone for rolling with us uh, a little bit of a, uh, a busy day over here, but we will not miss an episode for the world. We absolutely love hanging out with you each and every day. Go vote on our poll, by the way. What is the first reason you listen to Locked On Senators? I'm curious of the community results. Is it for our immediate reactions when trades, news, anything occurs? Is it for the information portion of the show? Is it for the vibes? Or is it for interviews? I also put other, and it seems like other, a bunch of people commenting all of the above. We appreciate you. My surprise here, though, Pilsy, is interviews is below 1%. Wow. Of 218 votes so far, I want everyone to get there, though, and vote. Pilsy, we are officially an Ottawa Senators lifestyle podcast, though. Entertainment slash vibes, 64% of the votes so far. That's awesome. I mean, Ross, I I feel like that is what we do best, not to pat ourselves on the back, but uh, there's probably other shows that um, have better analytics and people that can actually do math. We we cannot do math, not math guys here. I'm pretty sure that, wait, it doesn't matter. I'm. I'm going to mess up the math a second time. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, People uh, being so low in the interviews really surprises me. I guess people just like it when when we chat and just shoot the shit. So that's interesting. But we've had some incredible interviews. And a lot of those interviews, Ross, are you guys. Yeah, I'm looking at you if you're watching on YouTube right now. You guys, Send Central Citizens, are some of our favorite interviews. So that is amazing. Thanks everyone who voted on the poll. Like uh, to have you guys to have you, yeah, continue voting on the poll to have you guys follow along with us. It's uh, such an honor for us, and we're humbled to be here every day, bringing the vibes of the Senators fandom. And we're just young up and comers. We're the Mad Sogards and Kevin Mandalazies, a goalie friendly show as well. But we're we're here for for a long time. We're just kind of breaking in, and we appreciate everybody for riding with us, whether we've gotten to meet in an event so far or whether you'll be at the next one. We're fired up, and thankfully the Sens laid their stinker in Vancouver this year because we are all but certainly going to make sure when the schedule comes out, we're going to do everything we can to get to Vancouver and Seattle next season. Do a little Sens citizen road trip as uh, the brand continues to grow. And it's all thanks to you guys for making us your first listen each and every day. Pilsy, any final thoughts? Uh, The vibes were extremely low after this weekend. I hope we did our part to at least identify a couple of the problems, but understand that there's a tough road ahead, but the Sens are at their best when everyone else counts them out. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they have in store the next week or so. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited that uh, this road trip's almost over, Ross. I'll, I'll say that. My big kind of light at the end of the tunnel is, you mentioned it, the Sens seem to play their best when they're up against stiff competition. 
The Oilers are rolling lately, and they're coming home to some home cooking up against the defending Stanley Cup champions and their biggest rival. So, in my eyes, there is better hockey coming forward here. That's for sure. You heard it here first from Pilsy. From twerking Pilsy? What was the? What did you say on the postcast? I was I was trying to say a, a quirky Sen Central standout, but I was like, this might be a twerky one. And then right away, I was like, wait a second. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Uh, final thoughts from me. Hey, the postcast, electric. Whether they win, lose, or get completely blown out. So I just want to give my appreciation for everyone who's ready to either vibe or vent with us after each and every Ottawa Senators game. But for today, we say goodbye. Congrats again to Matthew Hall. Two tickets. Sends. Avalanche, you, sir, better send me a picture of you eating Shawarma Palace sometime this week. But for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast. Your team every day.